What up, though? What up, though? What up, though? He's from the D. He's from the D. What up, though? Some people <laughs> can portray jealousy. No, uh, remember I said I'm married into it. Oh, you married into it? I married into a being uh, from the D. Oh, okay. And All you right. married in from being from the E, E-Town. Well, we live in Algonquin now, so. Dang, I just gave up our, our whole secret. Right, and you know, I where don't, we live. I don't tell nothing on social media. <laughs> so, yeah, but um, thank you for the honorary E membership. Um, but people from the D know it's, it's about to be. But anyway, um, Blaze and Soul Podcast. Yeah. Uh, coming to you every Wednesday. Yes, yes. I'm here to talk about the Black and Asian community. Um, to talk about current events, have a little fun, as well as highlight uh, local entrepreneurs, yes. role models, community leaders, mm-hmm. people that's making a difference. Um, absolutely, absolutely. And what do you say? Give them their flowers without a doubt while they are here, right? 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 Is your tie crooked? Okay, oh my um, gosh, it's just a tie. Men don't have many accessories, so the accessories that we do Well, have, men do have a lot of accessories. You just no. don't wear a lot of accessories. I, I don't do earrings. That's what I'm saying, but men do rings. wear earrings. Now, we're talking about men, women thing, right? Men do have the same amount of accessories as oh, women. Oh, gosh, no, you. I, <laughs> I understand that men do have some accessories. Men do not have nowhere near the amount of accessories that a woman has. A woman can can get her belly button pierced. Don't let me catch guys have their don't belly let me guys, catch no man. Come on now. Listen, Who is it that have their, though, their uh, nipples pierced? There's men that have their uh, nipples pierced. Hey, listen. Do you, first of all, you know what I'm saying, you out there, if, if that's what you went to, by all means, knock yourself out. Mm-hmm. I, 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 no men that I'm cool with, no men that I grew up with, no men that I know, have a pierced belly button nor um, nipples. Now, hey, if you do, there's other things that are pierced too, like you know. Well, damn, but we won't talk what, about that. Shit, well, I mean, well, 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 um. So, by the way, say the truth. Uh, well, talking about men and women, I told you what happened earlier. I don't know if you guys saw my live, but I was, I was, I was, I was will admit, I was a little bit upset earlier. <coughs> I was just a little bit upset earlier. We were talking about men and women. So I have been waiting for this FedEx shipment since last Friday. Okay. Last Friday, I ordered six more salons for our six more salon stations for our salon. And since last Friday, they came, we weren't there. Okay, fine. They left. They didn't want to leave the stuff. I respect them for that. They told me they're going to come back five o'clock that evening. I went all the way there. They weren't there. They said Monday. They came on Monday. They didn't drop off the stuff because they didn't want to carry it upstairs. I wasn't there. It was only my dad. And he's like 75. He has a bad back. So he couldn't help them. And my dad said, they're going to come back tomorrow from 11 to 12. I said, okay, I'll be there to help these men lift these boxes up the second stairs to get my stuff because I need my salon chair. So I waited. I waited. Finally, the guy came. I'm like, great, my stuff is here. I went downstairs. 
And he, because he told my dad, make sure you have some help here <laughs> waiting. So he was like surprised that the help was me. So I went downstairs and and uh, I said, okay, I'm ready. Like waiting for him to give me the box. He was like, oh no, 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 no. It's too heavy for you, too heavy for you. I said, no, it's not too heavy for me. Come on. I took up more boxes upstairs than he did. By the time he got up, he had like one box. There's 10 of them. I was like, that was good exercise. So I was glad that I was able to do that. But don't judge and say women can't do this or that. Okay. Now, I am a person that not because I feel a man has to, but because I want to pay for meals for me and my wife or lift heavy things or I'm the one taking the trash out or shoveling or any of those things. Okay. Now let me play devil's advocate. Okay. On one hand, you said, do not underestimate a woman and all that she can do, which is, which is very true. Yes. In the same token, you was like this big old man and he ain't carry up more boxes than I carried up. So wait. So on one hand, you're saying, you a man. You supposed to pick you're up supposed more. You supposed to pick up more slack because I'm a woman, which I agree with. But then in the same instance, you say, "But don't underestimate me. I can lift up a box. I can." So that is I one. Of, that is I one of the it. problems that men face. I, I is understand. that women want to be um, completely independent and equal. But then at the same time, yes. I'm a woman. How dare you? How dare you? you know How dare saying? you do that? Right. So uh, I get it. It's almost kind of like it's almost kind of like racism, I feel like. Well, I mean, I won't to go a go, certain extent, I won't go that far. Because but it's similar, right? Like, you it's know, discrimination to a certain degree. No, right? no, 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 no. I'm not saying that. But you can compare that scenario with someone who is biased or race or don't, don't realize unintentional racism that same thing happens you know you talk about well they shouldn't do this because da, 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 but then you do the same thing you know what point. i'm the right yeah. like oh well da, 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 da. you're talking about like the person shouldn't uh discriminate against you but at the same time you're making fun of asians or you're making fun you know what i mean so like it's almost kind of similar but my, anyway my point though <laughs> was that understand the mental yes, dilemma yes yeah there's a lesson there okay most of the time okay, you know okay. men say no i don't want you doing that you, perfect example when okay. you went to atlanta and i was looking out for you and you thought i was blah 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 so we won't get into that because i was proven right by two different individuals oh on the podcast but i wanted to miss faith go to, last year to atlanta when uh <laughs> when when men are, are faced with I get it. these questions, I get it. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's damned if I do. So you're if saying if he didn't say that, I would have seen him as how rude. Like he's just going to let if me he, as a girl. If it would have been me there, he would have dropped them boxes off and be like, all right, big boy, I'll holler at you. And I would have <laughs> had to do what I had to do. And you could have had a bad bet. Right. But okay. because you were there, he okay. was like, oh, no, I don't want to do that. And, and so he <laughs> felt he felt he was he was being. A man by saying, "Why well, can't you just have you do this by yourself?" Okay, okay, you but know? he really wanted my help because he didn't. He didn't deliver well, it yesterday. Well, because he thought it was too many boxes. But here's something you don't think about. Okay. As a delivery person, what if he's on a time crunch? Okay. So he's not able to do this at each stop. Okay. But he felt that as a man, I would be wrong to just leave her out here with these boxes. Mm -hmm. And your response was, "Uh-uh, I could do this myself. 
I can do anything. I'm a woman can do anything, which is true. But then in the same other instance, you're like, this fool only took up two boxes. I took he up down six or seven. So oh he would, he couldn't win regardless in that in that no. particular situation. No, by then I was just mad that I had to wait four days and that they came all the way there twice but didn't bring it up. So so and so once again, it, now you have a preconceived <laughs> uh, um, animosity towards I not did. only him but the company themselves. Yes, FedEx. So yeah. mm-hmm. you know, once yes. again. All right. Well, you know, it is what it is. You can't. What is it? Uh, you can make some people happy some of the time, but you can't make everyone happy all of the time. Feel my pain is what I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> okay. Feel my pain. Oh, babe, right. it's not that bad. Oh, I didn't say it was bad. All right. So, so on that note, let's bring someone who might be able to help us out with some life coaching, because. You know, Miss Faith. She gonna she gonna side with me. I mean, no, like, unless logic, she's from the D too. Logic dictates. She is she is at Eastern from. time, so she yeah. may be from the D as well. We'll see. Uh, but Let's see uh, logic dictates that you know she she's gonna see my point. But I'm sorry, go ahead. She continue on. So without further ado, you guys, we want to bring to you Miss Faith Brink. She is an empowerment coach, author, speaker. You can catch her on all of her social media. She'll give you that information. So we are happy and excited to bring on the show, Miss Faith Brinks. Hello, hello. Hello. (laughs) Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the invite. Honored to be here. It is our pleasure. Now, before we start anything off... (laughs) Okay, let's just go ahead and get this elephant out of the room. Uh, but did you hear our little debate on the FedEx boxes? I did. Okay. okay. In keeping with that, what is your take? So um, you're gonna pull, so you're gonna pull me into this? <laughs> Undoubtedly. Undoubtedly. What is your question? Yeah. Well, my I question is neither one of need that's both of your perspectives so neither one of your perspectives are wrong you see what i'm saying like mm-hmm. your perspective and your logic is is in hers as well but neither one so of you wrong because is, that's how you see it right she's saying you're both telling your truths yep right but when i made my point we can see you you started laughing and shaking your head <laughs> When I made my point, so I understand y'all gonna stick up. It's, it's you know it's Women's Month, so I understand you know what I'm saying. Look at the Y'all y'all gonna stick up for each other. I feel that, like. but I see <laughs> when I made my point, you was like, "Oh yeah, he right, he ain't right." So see, that's like, your perspective again. <laughs> your perspective so she was answering again. somebody else. Mar- Mar- Marcella, you gonna put? I want to say I say mutual. You gonna put me into this? See, see, <laughs> I, hey, you know what? I'm going to let you keep that alliance. I feel that. I, I like that. When we're sticking together, I feel that. I, I'm mad. Yes, yes. That's so good. <laughs> what, what a great way to kick off a uh, power couple, right? Right. right. Power, yes. power couple perspectives. Power couple perspectives. Hey, the, the, um, the measurement of a man is the ability to admit when he's wrong and change that behavior. 
the same thing can be said for a woman. So, right. all right. So, <laughs> tell everybody, uh, tell everybody a little bit about yourself and what you do. Um, hey, everybody. My name is Faith Franks. Um, I've been a 22-year licensed insurance agent. That's what I do uh, as a nine-to-five. But um, I actually believe I. Uh oh. Okay. Hold on. Your your uh video is hello. Can it's you just like us? you almost find yourself okay. always inspiring people. Mm -hmm. And and I can remember being young doing this, you know, in school, people telling me their problems and then I'm encouraging them. Didn't even realize I was going through like traumatic stuff myself at the time. But I always found myself just having that op optimistic spirit, you know, just encouraging them, say, hey, you know, trust God, keep the faith. And, you know, it's just I've been in that space since I can remember when I was younger, even praying for other people when I was in a, in my younger um, age. But um, I just feel like I've been I was born to empower, inspire. Oh, Okay. So it's like uh, I and, and to write. I love to write. Um, writing for me is therapeutic. I am an author, a three-time um, author. Um, I just love to empower people. This is one of my passions. I feel like it's at, uh, one of my purposes that God has assigned, assigned to me to do. Um, I've been educating um, people on insurance for 22 years now. Wow. So I'm in that space as well. Um, but that's who I am. I have no children. I'm not married. Um, and I am divorced, not married, no children. But um, this this is who I am. And wow. this is, I love being in this space um, because you never know that one encouraging word may save somebody from suicide, which mm -hmm. I have experienced, you know, doing life coach life coaching have had that happen a few times so to god be the glory this is who i am this is where i'm at i help people i use the entity of faith to help a, people be a greater version of themselves um through faith in a mental space that's why it's faith mind empowerment is is actually my foundation wow so is that your birth name faith yeah, that's actually oh, not a nickname. How ironic! <laughs> that is my legal. Wow. Name. Yeah. So, yeah. So, right. Ooh. God had a purpose, right? He, he did. He did definitely. Yeah. So that was your stage name. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a, that. And you, I mean, you have no choice but to live by. Yes. Faith. Yes. You now, know, um, yeah. We need it. So, where were you? Like, where did you grow up? Um, ha have you guys heard of Myrtle Beach, South Carolina? I'm I'm oh. South Carolina, born and raised. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So um, down south in a little town called Long, South Carolina. You guys, may, it's it's about less than ten minutes from Myrtle Beach. Okay. South Carolina. So that's where I was born and raised. Um, coming up younger, I end up about seven and a half years old. My dad was murdered. So oh, wow. my oh, mom goodness. had to do the due diligence of raising me herself along with her oh. village 
you know, uh, my aunts, my uncles, my grandparents, and mm -hmm. some other great people that came into my mom's life. That was a father figure for me. So, I, you know, I didn't have that that experience like a lot of people had the two parent home thing. Mm -hmm. So I just encourage people don't let that be an obstacle for you not to be great. Right. You know, still, even in that situation, you know, I experienced some things coming up, you know, you, you, you know, you have to face those hard truths, you know, some things just traumatic, you don't deal with them right away, but eventually you got to face them and deal with them. So I didn't have that experience to know what it is to grow up in a two parent home. Watched it from afar with other people, <laughs> yeah. but I I would never I, I would never know actually what it is to have my biological father wow. later on in life. You know, just up to age seven and a half years old. Um, he actually was murdered in my birthday month, so wow. I would have been eight years old two weeks later after the incident happened. So, you know, just wow. being in that space, you know having those type of challenges, you can't let it stop you from doing what it is that God called you to do. You can't let it stop you from living your dreams. You can't let it cripple you. You got to take that experience and apply it to your life and mature and just move forward. Use mm -hmm. that as a part of your foundation to grow and build for what you was actually called to do and what you was purposed to do. So, that's 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 one of the spaces that um I just encourage people to you know face your truth, tell your truth, and you know whatever it is that traumatize you, you know, make sure you get that trauma dealt with because if you don't check that if that any unchecked trauma, that trauma gonna check you yeah. right, right, right. so definitely, oh my goodness. I'm sorry to hear that about your father that must mm -hmm. have been really traumatizing, yeah. Yeah, it, it, it was, it was, it really was. Yeah. And having to face it, going through it as an, a teen, well, a young kid, mm -hmm. then teenager, you know, the teenage years. Yeah. And then even in my adult life, like, you know, it, it wasn't, it's, it haven't even been 12 years, 13 years when I lit like, like officially like had to totally forgive the murderers that murdered my dad. Also, oh, they did it. Yeah. I had, you know, th that's one of the things that I've learned in life. Like, forgiveness is never for the other person, it's for you. Yes. Right. And right. not forgiving someone is literally like a poison, drinking a poison, waiting for the other people to die. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, having to face that. And, 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 you know, my faith in God and, and growing in mm -hmm. and maturing in my, in my spiritual life, you know, it's one of the things that I know I had to, had to let go. I know I couldn't go any farther in life or what this path is that I'm on, walking out my dreams, fulfilling purpose. God allowed me to feel purpose in my life every day. The assignments that he called me to do. I knew that forgiveness was a big part. Like wow. I couldn't go any further without handling that one, that one last thing. And that was letting it, letting that go. You know, um, I'm pretty, because you never know where somebody's at in life. They could have had that encounter 
with God yep. and ask God to forgive them. And here you go. We as a people holding on to things and not forgiving them for what they did wrong when God already loved them and forgive them as well. Mm -hmm. Because right. we all going to make those type of mistakes, probably not the same mistakes, mm -hmm. but make mistakes in general that we're going to have to, you know, beg God for forgiveness. And we as a people that's going to represent God, we got to forgive too and let it go. Right. So that was a big thing for me. Wow. Mm -hmm. So is uh, so tell us about your books. You wrote not one, not two, but three. Yes. Yeah, so, okay. So this one you see behind me, Faith, Mind, Empowerment. Um, this um, is literally like a mental nutritional diet. Okay. It's like you clean, you detoxing your mental state of mind for mm -hmm. 21 straight days. You breaking a habit of literally oh detoxing your mind, mm -hmm. taking the bad stuff out and putting the good stuff in mm -hmm. so that you know, we as a people, we got to break mental barriers in our mind. Mm -hmm. You know, Romans 12 and 2 tell us to, you know, do not, you know, 1 and 2 tells us do not conform ourselves to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our mind. Mm -hmm. And when we don't renew our minds, mm -hmm. you know, so as a man thinking, so is he. It's like we we'll eventually have a mental hard drive crash. And what I mean by that is, if we don't, if we don't mentally detox and then put the good nutritional value back in our thinking, that's what we're going to see. Like yeah, yeah. if we don't change the way we think, then our world not going to change either. Absolutely. Our lifestyle not going to change. So just, I took the 21 day method, nice. just using the 21 day method, breaking a habit and creating a new one. Nice. You know, rather it's, good bad or challenging we, right. we you know that's and you know 90 days is a lifestyle mm -hmm. so it can be repeated right, you know, it's right. a 21 days so this is the first i got addition one and two to this okay so the second version of this i wrote i added a a, a journal that they can participate in it mm -hmm. and gave a little more insight on a process that they can actually go through themselves mm -hmm. and, you know, make sure they transform their thinking. I even had one young lady that actually did this book and was contemplating suicide. Oh, wow. Wow. And by day eight, her whole mental space has shifted and changed. Mm -hmm. So those type of things that God allow to be processed just by, by using that 21 day method, breaking, breaking bad habits in, in your mental space and creating new healthy nutritional um, mental um, thoughts in your mind so right, you'll be able right. to manifest because we don't realize the power we hold right it's right. like because we were made in God's own image and likeness we have we have dominion in the earth realm we have power like mm -hmm. you know just like he talked about in Ephesians 3.20 we have that inner power and right. we don't realize mm -hmm. what we give man manifestations to mm -hmm. and what we give power to even thinking negative thoughts, we can give power to, right? Yeah, Even Job said it. The greatest thing that I fear has come upon me. Mm -hmm. So it's the power we give, what yeah. we think, what we speak, you know, because that thought becomes words after a while. You begin to yeah. think it and it, beca it becomes words and words become law. And, and then you'll have a manifestation. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's that's yeah. that's what we gotta realize. That's so key that can be life changing, yeah. or it could be detrimental to our mental state of yeah. mind too as well. So mm-hmm. that's just one of the things. That's one of the first books that um, I decided to take and mm-hmm. turn it into a book because I actually did this process myself when mm-hmm. I was going through one of the darkest times of my life. Mm-hmm. I was going through a divorce. And I was actually being, um, I was going through domestic violence abuse, narcissistic abuse at the same time. And I was just in a dark space at that moment. You know, you think things like, you know, you you try to defend and protect yourself and you start thinking things. And I'm like, hey, I better stay on uh, the the lighter side of God. Like, you know, I'm already going through you know, trouble and trauma, I don't need to add to it. So I began to do, I just took my pen out and I took my Bible and I started pulling scriptures that will help me get me into a better mental state of mind. And I did it for 21 straight consecutive days, you Mm. know, and probably about the eighth or ninth day, I didn't cry anymore. (laughs) So it was like, I knew that it was a process that was strengthening me mentally you know and then it began to bless me with a a manifestation like everything around me started to become more light you know more positive and when i did this mental detox through the 21 day process and then it was just like other people was being drawn to me that was going through the exact same thing Mm -hmm. it was just like that same attraction so i share with Mm -hmm. them what i did and it helped them. And I said, hey, I, I'm going to just turn this into a, to a right. book. I'm going to just turn it into a book. So I did. And I published it. And um, it's been a blessing awesome. to people and as well as myself. Because I still read it to this day. I still right. pick it up and read it to this day. Um, the second book I wrote was, um, like I said, this is the one and two edition. And, and this is on Amazon. This one, the one that you put on the flyer. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, this is 31 Days, 31 Ways to Love You Greater, a self-love devotional. Mm-hmm. Okay. So going through your healing process and and you know, looking in the mirror and, and pouring into yourself, we gotta learn how to love ourselves greater because you know, this this too is another thing. It if we don't we begin to make psychological choices that we shouldn't make. We begin to tolerate things we shouldn't tolerate. We begin to lower our standards because we we're not loving loving ourselves greater. There's different things that are happen and what we allow to go on too long for so long not loving ourselves greater. You know, right. so this is a 31 day wow. pretty much um all it's a devotional. It it will imp- it, it's been blessing people too. Not saying because I wrote it. I'm saying right. because of the testimonies of that have come back to me and the testimonies mm-hmm. that come on our book call on Mondays because we do this book together oh, on Monday. Okay. A, a group of people that actually bought the book come together with me on Zoom, discuss this book, and read it together. So um, this is a um, self love devotional. So great, great, great information in there. Um, even if somebody's going through a healing process after narcissistic abuse, domestic wow. violence abuse, great tool, or just yeah. in general, um, went through childhood trauma, went or just going through just self-sabotaging. 
like not even realizing it, you know, this is a book that can help get their mental state back and help them love themselves greater. And these are things you can actually do and participate and wow. see the manifestation just actually change in, 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 in your daily life. So okay. it's been a great tool book. That's awesome. Cause a lot of times um, that's, that's a great resource. And I know a couple of people who could use that. So I have to send them their copy now, <laughs> but, um, but a lot of times it's the subconscious mind too, that you don't even realize Right. That are like voices from people in your past. You think like, but but it's it's still in your head and, and it's your truth unless you know how to block it or get rid of it. You know? Absolutely. It's still telling you you can't do this and you this. Absolutely. You Absolutely. And and I was uh talking about the unchecked trauma. A lot mm -hmm. of times we don't realize how yep. much unchecked trauma affects yeah. us in our daily life vision dreams and goals like literally unchecked trauma will paralyze you yep. so it'll have you in stuck mode you can't move to do anything exactly you know you you just you just stuck yeah and i have experienced being stuck mm -hmm. and this was i i wrote this book for me first okay <laughs> For myself, while going on my healing journey, and I ha I even have an acronym of HEAL in the book um, that I that I share with people. I have self-love 10 commandments that I share with people in the book. Mm -hmm. And I also have my example of my own love letter I wrote to myself mm -hmm. to show mm -hmm. people how to love on themselves more. Right. You know, to look in the mirror and love on yourself more because I've learned even in your mental state of mind, mm -hmm. even their very thoughts, your very thoughts and going through certain type of abuses and things like that, mm -hmm. you would literally start having stress and stress will cause you health problems. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah, definitely. So yeah. you're thinking, you know, yeah. you people don't even realize you can think yourself healed too. Mm -hmm. In some, in some instances, you can think yourself healed because your thoughts, you know, you got to think about this is what you're creating in your in your thought life. And that's what you're going to begin to see and embrace and give power to and give energy to. So I just try to encourage people, you know, just be aware of your thoughts and be aware yeah, of what you yeah. speak. Right. Because it will, I, I, it will happen. It will happen. Oh, believe me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm infatuated. He loves. I believe that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Poor baby. <laughs> yeah, That's I, awesome. I am. I am in a deep, passionate love with my soul. Yeah, he is. Sometimes I have to be without like, doubt, babe. Tone it down a little bit. Tone it down. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's one of my, my big problems right now. Right? <laughs> um, oh my goodness. But you're supposed to have confidence, right? You are Not everybody to... does, no, though. Yeah, yeah. You're supposed to do a lot of things, but. Catch on the so much that not much can phase us. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, you're supposed to have confidence. I mean, Cats you know, from Detroit. Yes. We have from been to Detroit. So much okay. That <laughs> 
you know, not too much phases us in our, in you our know. And, hey, that's what I need to write in a book, Bob. But I, I haven't cats Detroit. from Detroit. Yeah. That's what you're gonna name Without it. <laughs> hey, you doubt. never know, Marcelo. You never know. You never know. You never know what you have to share will, will will bring people to a place that they need right. to visit. You never right. know. Right. I, I don't know. I don't know. But see, you never know. years, and you know, it's. I don't know. Anything is possible. But hey, all right. Now you can write about the E. I'm good. I'm so good. Because I'm from the D, she's from Elgin. <laughs> so now she says the E instead of Elgin. Which, like I said, jealousy is it, it, it is it is deep rooted sometimes. You know what I'm saying? It's, not, it's, it's, it's uh, similarity. We're you know trying, I'm trying to connect. <clears throat> That's okay. how you connect. You try to find similarities. Right. We've been together right. for almost 20 years. It's how you connect with another community. Mm, okay. You know, okay. like our community, we love when other people outside our race do or enjoy our culture and enjoy the things that we have. But some culture, like, don't copy or don't do this. But we love that. We, like, take take it. Eat, eat what we eat. Wear what we wear. Now, see... I, I I agree with that, but black people feel a certain way about our culture yes. because it's been stolen so much from us. You know and not saying? given credit. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So much has been taken from our culture. Right, right, right. That, Absolutely. You know, when we came here to America, yep. we developed our own sub-African culture, which is the black culture. Right, right. So we were taken away from our African ancestors. Right. So then we kind of made our own. So now that we made our own, everybody want to be hip hop now. And you know what I'm saying? Everybody want to wear the, the clothes we wear, walk how we walk. You know what I'm saying? It, so now would, yes. would that be like a compliment? No. No. Well, it depends. It depends on who is doing it. You know what I'm saying? Point a uh, point taken. See, I'm learning too. I'm right. Asian Asian people. Specifically, like Japanese. That's Chinese. why we have the Blasian Soul podcast. They love hip hop. Disgusting. You know they, I mean, love real hip hop, not the stuff on the radio, but they love real hip hop. So I feel that. Mm -hmm. Then you see maybe a Caucasian person that is imitating mm -hmm. hip hop in the way we mm -hmm. speak, like right? That nature. Okay, I do feel some type of way about that. You know what I'm saying? So. It depends on who is doing the replicating of the culture, mm -hmm. but that's the difference. You guys are like, yeah, share our culture, be in our culture. Yeah, you know, you were, he right? was he was a, even a monk for my mom's funeral, just for respect. He wore the robe. He was already bald. I had to cut my eyebrows, okay? You didn't have to, but you didn't end up cutting your eyebrows. It was this. Oh, yeah, I cut my goatee. Yeah, so for one day, my husband honored my mother's culture because she's Buddhist. Oh, that was Even sweet. though he's not Buddhist, but he still wore the gold, you know, the Buddha gown. So oh, I had right. to so I had to like stay away from him. For one day, he was not my husband. He can't stay close to me. That's how it is. Like when they're in their spiritual realm of like see i i'm i'm not buddhist but um but i grew up in that culture right and so uh -huh. and so we honored my mom so i also honored her as well and i was a we call it um Mekau, which is a white nun for okay. the lao culture so in the american funeral home you've got monks 
which he was a black, tall black monk. In the orange gown. And I was the white, like I had white, all white. So wow. Yeah. So so he he had to do the meditation and all of that. So that was pretty cool that he like honored my mom's home going that way. Um and, and I will just make one comment on that. You don't know what it feels like to be six two and sitting down on the floor in this uh, position <laughs> and meditating for a couple of hours. Man, let me tell you. But uh yeah. but, but he did it. I was so proud of him. Yeah, but my point was that yes, you got you guys' culture is very open and mm-hmm. Black people's culture is very open too. I mean, if, if you ever been around a black grandma or a black oh, yeah. kid, we're very I grew open. up with a black grandma. Right. So we're very open to that. But then at right. the same time, we have to be guarded yeah. because of what has happened in the past. Of course. Yeah. Um, so Absolutely. That's, that's kind of the difference in, in that aspect. Absolutely. But you know what? One thing I and I was gonna ask her about it, I didn't get a chance. Empowerment life coach. What does that entail? Well, empowerment is for me is breaking barriers that have people bound. Um, Empowerment to me is a little more deeper than just regular motivation. Mm. It's more like you more you doing more edification, you edifying that Mm. person inwardly. And when they walk away, instead of having that temporary high of motivation and this right here, they walk away with chains already falling off their life. So when they walk away, they walk away changed. They walk away edified. They feel and know that there's something deeper that is calling them higher to do. Mm -hmm. So empowerment being that it break the barriers they're now more free to do what it is that they dream of doing or fearful of doing um because to me nothing wrong with motivation Mm -hmm. motivation to me is like a temporary high it's like in that in that moment in that instance in that moment like we can be at an event and you can feel highly motivated and you walk yeah. away and do nothing with that information or mm-hmm. you can be empowered in that event and chains fall off right then and you walk away and really go make change, right. really go put it in action, really take what you learned and go live it and be it. So mm-hmm. to me, empowerment, it gets you from not having to have just that temporary high but mm-hmm. it takes you from there to chains falling off your life mm-hmm. till you go from thinking or I might could, it goes from that to being that. Right. Mm-hmm. So you don't just have faith, you become faith. Mm-hmm. You don't just, you know, feel like you're motivated. You, you, you are the motivation. Wow. You don't just feel inspired, you mm-hmm. become and you you become that being of that of that particular thing. So when someone in, encounters or interact with you or come into your space or your world, 
they don't only just feel that mm -hmm. they can see you live in that too mm -hmm. right and right. get inspired get empowered so for me empowerment is getting from that stuck mode chains mm -hmm. falling off your life and you become that right. it's a being so absolutely that's mm -hmm. that's empowerment for me that's no awesome. more getting, no more yeah. getting the temporary high. Right, right, right. We want the results. chains being broke off your results. life. Right. You know that right then and there. If you had a situation, for empowerment for me too, just like the young lady that had the situation that she was going to commit suicide. Wow. So, being that empowerment life coach, a sequence of things that I put together for her to speak over her life which God gave me and put that in me because everybody's situation is di different. You would deal with the art of a person different. So, you know, before you deal with that one-on-one -on -one person, you have to pray and ask God, okay, God, you created this person. You know the art of this person. You know their heart. You know all of that. God can lead you into how you can speak into their life, per se. Right. And that's what it was for me with the young lady that had the suicidal issue situation, you, you know, with three kids, like, wow. you know, so it's like the things that God put in me to empower people. That's what break the chains. Wow. Not, not just temporary motivation. Right. Not the temporary high. Right. Mm -hmm. Their lives got to be changed and they got to make, they got to make that manifestation take that information and make that manifestation. So at what point did you realize like, this is it, this is what I'm called to do. This is what I am going for. And what are some of the action steps that you took to get to where you are today? Awesome question. Like, cause this, this is, um, I talked to a few people about this, but actually I had three confirmations. Okay. The first confirmation was, um, I'm not a person that dream a lot. No. So I had a dream and in the dream, God was speaking to me and said, I'm calling you to, to edify people. Wow. And the first time I heard edification used in that in depth Mm. I heard it throughout the whole dream. It wasn't a long dream, mm. but it but it was direct. Mm. It was like a direct message. And I remember God saying in a dream, I need you to get up and I need you to study edification. I need you to study edify and edification. So of course I pull out, I went to a few dictionaries and got the got the meaning of it. So I'm like wondering like what else do people do like how do you put this in in layman terms of how people edify people mm -hmm. so another that second confirmation was on social media i started getting free requests from known speaker celebrities wow normally it's the other way around it's like, <laughs> we're inspired by what they do and we send them yeah. a friend request or we go follow them right <laughs> so i got a few of those i mm -hmm. felt like that was the second confirmation 
Wow. The third confirmation is I actually signed up for a coaching session on one of those mm-hmm. people that I that that sent me a friend request. One of the um, speakers that sent me well, life coach. At the time, mm-hmm. that person was a relationship coach. Mm-hmm. So I went through their session, and then it hit my spirit. So this is what they do, speakers, people that edify. That was one of the that was just one of the three confirmations that I got. And so still I didn't I didn't move to even pursue speaking. Mm-hmm. I didn't pursue at the time to even be a life coach at the time. I still was like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I'm in insurance. <laughs> I do like to encourage people. I do like to um, you know, yeah encourage and inspire people but then a speaker doing it i'm good right because honestly i had camera shy i'm not trying to get on nobody camera i'm not trying to be doing that but it wouldn't let me rest wow so it, it just kept on me like it's like i was surrounded by speakers and transformational mm-hmm. coaches and life coaches. Even Lisa, Lisa Nichols had reached out to me one time oh, in my wow. DM. It was just like confirmations everywhere. Right. Mind you, I still didn't buy it. <laughs> I still didn't buy into it. <laughs> and, uh, and when it really hit me, when it really hit me here and there, I would jump on and do a live video just to try to break my sh- camera shy, break the fear of being on camera. I was like, right. man, I can't do that. I, I don't, I'm too shy to be on the camera. I'm not going to be speaking to people like this on the camera. So I, it went from that to, I say, well, I'm, I might better kind of research this life coach thing. Ah. So that's when I went to my, doing my research, I reached out to, a couple of celebrity life coaches, the ones that had sent me a friend request, and I had a one-on-one talk with them, and they brought some information to me that kind of brought it home for me. The confirmation, basically was the confirmation for me, Mm -hmm. and I said, I'm gonna go ahead and pursue getting my life coach certification. I started Mm -hmm. with that, and then after that, I said, I'm gonna go ahead and just write these books and get them put out. So I started writing my books, getting them put out, and didn't realize books is more like a door open for speaking. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like, it was just like God was just lining my life up. Like, I'm getting you prepared to do this edification thing in the lives of people. Right. right? And he just happened to use speaking, use my writing, and using my platform that I'm on now. Then I end up pursuing Academy. That's when I... Came into Jeremy's Academy Um, and just getting more into saying, hey, this is this is definitely the total confirmation I needed after getting into the Academy, hearing all of that, what Jeremy's saying Mm -hmm. (laughs) and the anointing so high on him. It's like the way he did it. Like, I'm going to pray with you. I'm going to pray with you. And I'm I'm, we're going to ask God to make it plain to you. Going to ask God to to you know, make sure your voice is identified in the right audience. And I mean, just going in, right? And I'm like, okay, yeah, this, this, right. yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely, I'm all the way in. I'm like, okay, God, I can't get away from it. It's just like, I can't get away from it. I'm all in. Mm-hmm. 
So, you know, breaking and, and, and then setting a goal to break my camera shot and getting on camera and really giving people value. Yeah, so you're always on camera now. Right. Or TikTok. I had to make a promise to myself that I was going to break this fear. Yes. So, you know, in, in the doing this fear, breaking the fear yes. on camera, and then my name ended up going viral on Facebook. Wow. So, you know, get, yeah, get getting a monetized account and all of this stuff. So now I'm walking in that what God originally said to me before, right before getting those confirmations. He said, there's a nation of people that's assigned to you that mm. will respond to you. Wow. You know, because we think that our family and close friends are supposed to be our biggest supporters. Oh. They're not always our audience. No. So I remember God telling me that don't worry about it. Take yep. take one step at a time. Operate in faith, and you know it's a process. Fall mm-hmm. in love with the process, and and you'll get there. And that's what I've been doing like now up into this point. Falling mm-hmm. in love with the process, yeah. being obedient to the call and purposes on my life. I know that my one of my sole purposes is to edify people. And to edify people is through speaking, through my platform, through my writing, you know, helping people be the best versions of themselves using the entity of faith and using the God given purpose that he's put in me, my mouthpiece, Mm -hmm. you know, my mouthpiece to speak life into people, Mm. you know, my mouthpiece to speak, you know, to people that is even considering committing suicide or even self-sabotaging, not loving themselves, using my mouthpiece to be that, be that optimistic person that's speaking to their life. So I've been on that journey ever since. So this is where I am now. So I like know for a fact, confirmation, confirmation, confirmation. (laughs) One of my sole purpose is to edify people and to empower people. I'm using these platforms to do it. Right. And you were being obedient to your right. calling. Right. And just following the steps that were designed for you. Right. It's, it's, it, with just changing lives right now. Mm-hmm. You have a fan yep. up here. Morris Jermaine Gordon says, hello, Faith. God bless you. Hi. He's <laughs> actually the book cover designer for my first oh, book. Actually, awesome. yeah. So, yeah, he's a great friend of mine. Oh, okay. So, mm-hmm. So one thing I will share too, um, Laura, is that for people that's out there listening that may be struggling with doing and operating in their purpose or vision, dreams, or goals, whatever God assigned them to do, like I went through a period of not doing that, not stepping up, trying to do it. And I was tormented. Wow. So if you don't follow your vision, dreams, and goals, what God and your purpose, what God has assigned you, you will be tormented. You will not be happy doing that other stuff. Mm. This wow. space I'm in now, oh my God, I, I can do it for free. Like right. I can do it with no like effortlessly, like to empower and edify people. I love it. Wow. It's one of my passions. And you, that's how you identify where you are in the direction of your purpose. Your yeah. passion yeah. is a success clue to your purpose. Yes. Yeah. Mm. So if you follow your passion, mm-hmm. you you won't have no doubt. You will not have any problems tapping mm-hmm. into that purpose. But please, I beg you, be obedient to the purpose 
uh, the call that God has on your life. Because if you don't, yes, you won't be happy. You won't be fulfilled. That's true. You will be literally tormented. That is true. Because that nation of people that's assigned to you, if you don't step out and do what it is that God called you to do, you keep them bound. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You keep them bound and you hold accountable for that. Wow. Right, right. So that's where I am. Ooh, powerful. Had chills yeah. running down my veins. <laughs> <laughs> to God be the glory. Like, yes, I'm excited girl. about what God it is, is doing. It is so true because you mm -hmm. feel the stress. And that's typically when God moves you into right. a different phase of your life, too. Because if you're sitting there not where you're supposed to be, they, he he uses other people. Someone you absolutely use with, he'll use them to to cause stress in your life, and that's when you know, okay, I'm not supposed to be here at this season. Maybe it worked for me last season, but right now he's trying to make me uncomfortable so he can move me into my path. That right there. Say that again, Laura, so the people can say that it's one true, more time. It happens to me all the time. It happens to me all the time. And that's when I walked away from my quarter million dollar job because God said, you're going to be uncomfortable. I need you to I need you to share your story and your testimonial to other people and show them how to do it. He started sending men and women of God into my four corners and like, no, you're bigger than this. I'm like, you want me to walk away from two hundred thirteen thousand dollars right now? Yes, I do. You need to go and start what I had you started. And Amazing. He'll, he'll, he'll even use other people around you to make you uncomfortable so that way you can move because otherwise you'll be you'll be comfortable and you'll just stay but he'll use the people that you once got along with to cause trauma or cause stress you're like you know what i to make you have no choice but to leave and so that's what happened i'm like babe, can I quit my job this one's so supportive i'm like babe can i quit my job yeah do what you want if that makes awesome. you happy, babe, I'm like, yeah, but you know, like, <laughs> he's so supportive and I love That's that. That's awesome. You know? I'm like, you sure? This is like 213 grand we're looking at right here. It's okay. Your happiness is the best. Like, your happiness is most important. Awesome. I love you for that. Awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. And that's what it's all about. Like, mm -hmm. That's yeah, that's like, it. I, got, I got us. I said, okay. That's yeah. what it's all about. I always that that reminds me, take me back to uh another podcast I shared something with too. When you link up with uh when you link up or marry someone mm -hmm. or yes. you connect with someone, your significant other, mm -hmm. people gotta realize you're not just linking up with the person, you linking up yeah. with their destiny, their purpose, yes, their vision, exactly. dreams, and goals. And I always reminded about Martin Luther King and Coretta Scott King. Mm -hmm. Like, she married a destiny. Like, she married a purpose. Mm -hmm. She married a dream. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. I remember reading when Coretta Scott King would get in his car, drive around the block, make sure you no know, bums in his car, so he can go to the next meeting, the next speaking um, mm -hmm. engagement that next day or that next week. Like, that's letting that's letting a person know like i understand your dream i understand your purpose like right. that's so key and important you're not just marrying a man or a woman you're marrying a purpose a destiny Absolutely. a dream a business Absolutely. a goal because that you can know. also hold you back if you're not yes. on the same page you know you have to be supportive of each other for you to be able to 
absolutely into your destiny as well absolutely i love that that's beautiful y'all keep that up that's awesome. That's awesome. Thanks. That's that power couple. That do that that power couple. I love it. Love it. Love it. <laughs> now tell the people out there if they um would like to get your book or they feel that your empowerment life coaching is something that they need in their lives, how do they reach out to you? Okay, so I'm on every social media platform, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, mm -hmm. TikTok. <laughs> So I'm on those platforms, even YouTube. You can find me on all of those platforms, Faith Friends. Each one of those platforms, you will find my link. You can um, There's an Amazon link. Um, there's a LinkedIn link. My website link is somewhere on there, faithfranks.com. Okay. On all of those platforms that you follow me, that's, that's Faith, F-A-I-T-H-F-R-I-N-K-S, Faith Franks. You can follow me there. You will find a link somewhere to get that book. To get both of the books um, there, there's it's on Amazon, and I have a link in somewhere. I have a link somewhere on, on all my platforms. Yeah, so that's okay. how they can reach me and follow me for daily empowerment. Nice. Um, I do have a group on Facebook called Faith Mind Empowerment Twenty One Group. Okay, you can actually um, just send an invite to that page, and we'll um, one of me the admins will accept that invite. And that's daily empowerment. Also, I have a Reels account that I do empowerment on too. So somewhere on my name on social media, you follow me. You're gonna find me. So that's that's how you can reach me and get any of the products that I have, and um, even one-on-one -on -one coaching. So you can reach me there on those platforms. Now, what, yeah, you got it. Yes. Mara, what just put it up. Thank you. You have what last words do you have for someone who? may want to like someone who is camera shy you mentioned you was camera shy that that want to become a coach or become someone inspirational but that's holding them back what is some something that you want to tell them um i would just say find out what you're passionate about if like for example me i'm passionate about empowering people okay whatever encouraging word it just flows with me like i don't sometimes i get on the camera i don't even know what i'm gonna speak about right. it comes mm -hmm. natural it'll flow like mm -hmm. i know when i get to the camera uh, a word a drop in my spirit right. and i'll just flow with that right. so find out what you're passionate about if you're passionate about young children or you inspiring young children whatever the case is speak on that yeah follow that and right. it will lead you to the actual purpose that mm -hmm. you desire to have and a lot of people think you got to get started with a whole lot of money and all this stuff no you don't like <coughs> all you need is an idea right that's right. it that's all you need is an idea and exactly. you get on that journey and you get going because i'm telling you you don't want to go through what i went through that that unfulfilled feeling that's yeah. not a good feeling that mm -hmm. torment feeling that is not a good feeling not being happy in what you're doing that's not a good feeling mm -hmm. so find what you're passionate about and build on that right and, and i just want everybody to remember like don't worry about support right. i'm telling right. you 
Right. The nation of people that is assigned to you will respond to you. Yeah. Will respond to you and just get it done. Just get it done. Hey, if you want to reach out to me to just give you an encouraging lift, I'll do it. I'm here. Mm -hmm. Just reach out mm -hmm. to me on social media. You know where to find her. <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, just find out, like I say, just awesome. find out what you're passionate about and just go after it. Just go get it done. Just go get it done because if we don't get it done, we holding up the people deliverance that need to hear our voice. We holding up the people that need to be set free. We, we, holding, we holding the chains to them because we won't step up and do what it is that we were gifted and called to do. Exactly. Your gift will make room for you. Yep. And your gift will allow you to create rooms. Exactly. Awesome. <laughs> I want to take the time out to thank you for uh, yes. spending this hour with us. And, you know, um, like we said, we want to give our flowers to people while we can, as opposed to waiting. Um, and it seems like you dev devoted most of your time and energy to helping others, which is always one of yeah. the most admirable um, yeah. things that you can do with your Absolutely. life. So uh, we want saving to lives. Yes, without a doubt. Um, so we want to de definitely thank you for that. Yes. We definitely want to have you, you back welcome. on. Um, you know, in the coming months, have you back on, see how, how the books are going. Um, yeah, we are thinking about. How about a that. dating show? We are. We're 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 still mulling over that scenario. But. We have someone asked us for it. I'm not. We're he was talking about doing a couples games. Someone chatted. I'm not married. Can I get in on the game? I think maybe we'll have like a dating <laughs> hey, show. Hey, I'm There you go. <laughs> just gotta gotta work through the legal ramifications. <laughs> okay, well, just you got look. You guys <laughs> look. Yeah. Learn how to go out on a date. Yeah. We're not responsible. Yeah. Just let me know. <laughs> just let me know. I'll be glad to come back. But right. I thank you guys. I'm honored. I was honored to be here. Thank God for the opportunity to speak on your platform. You guys keep up the great work. Um, I see what you guys are doing. Absolutely amazing vision y'all have. Thank Beautiful you. power couple. Thank you guys. I was inspired by what you you guys flowed tonight too. So thank you, thank yeah. you, thank you. Thank it, was, you it was a pleasure hearing your story. And uh, a doubt. we'll be in touch and we will have you back again. Absolutely. Keep thank inspiring. you. Keep inspiring. <laughs> keep changing lives. We'll see you later, Sister Faith. Okay. Love you guys. Love you more. Bye. Oh, my goodness. Definitely uh, some inspiring information. Yes. Wow. Could you imagine your father being murdered at seven years old? That's, wow. And she had to carry him. But oh, that's an example of taking your situation and not becoming a victim. Mm and switching it around and inspiring others instead. Awesome. I agree. I agree. Hold yeah, on. definitely. Um, all right, folks. We're gonna all get right. Out of here. Yes. Yes. Um, we'll be here next Wednesday. Same time, same place. Yes. Um, once again, I think uh, I'm being a dead horse when I say this, but uh, the world is crazy right now. So mm -hmm. uh, with the war and the pandemic still going on and, and everybody hating one another, um, you know, we're all we're all in this together. Try to help out. Who can I can. say something? Yes. Okay. So speaking of like war, something that really, um, you know, uh, caught my attention, which which was amazing that this person actually admit to it. But uh, what I had what I heard from one of the 
Facebook friends that I have that actually is in Ukraine, she admitted her bias, right? And so she's actually in Ukraine in the middle of all that. And she admitted her bias that, wow, I thought to myself that refugees are just poor, uneducated people. But here we are. I'm wrong for that. Here we are. We're refugees and we're, you know, well-to-do, um, educated people. So I, I appreciated her for that because I didn't know that's how people thought of us because I'm a refugee myself. But I didn't know that that was the mindset. So um, I guess a lesson there is like you just can't judge and you just don't know what people are going through and that none of us are immune to poverty. And so don't judge the next person. Give when you can, where you can. Um, and then just to, I guess, expound upon that, um, listen to the words mm -hmm. when people speak. Um, because oftentimes you can get a glimpse into their thought process, um, mm -hmm. you know, by what they say and how they position their, um, whatever they're saying. If you listen to a lot of the reporters that are covering the war, especially in, um, in Europe, um, you hear, um, kind of catchphrases like, I can't believe this is happening to um blonde haired blue eyed people um that look I, like me yeah i can I, I you know this isn't iran or this isn't afghanistan or this mm -hmm. isn't africa where and and that almost implies that well it's okay for those those countries with people of color and i i used mm -hmm. the word to term people of color because mm -hmm. i didn't introduce race into this right. they did when they said blind right. hair blue eyes so um this is supposed to happen in countries of people of color right. uh, but this isn't supposed to happen to us this is europe now don't get me wrong i am in no way no. uh endorsing um russia and Putin. Mm -hmm. he is wrong in every form and fashion not because the u.s and and russia are fighting over land i really could care less about that but the people that are being hurt, that's dying, right. displaced. Yeah. Um, that's what I say um, he is wrong and he should yeah. he should pay for the crimes that he's committing. But in keeping empathy for the situation, mm -hmm. keep your eyes and ears open because when I heard these 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 things and, and these the way they're positioning certain topics, um, it gave me pause mm -hmm. that they would they freely say that on a national television channel that these are like nothing yeah right? these are blonde haired blue-eyed people well i don't understand what's going on i'm so hurt to see these people displaced and hurting well you didn't feel the same compassion with other countries are going mm -hmm. through war right um you know once again let's take the politics and the country and the right, government right. out of it people are suffering well wasn't it uh i heard as well that um when that was happening uh poland was not letting them into the country like accepting them uh as they are now i can't i can't deny or confirm that like i yeah. I, I try to i don't want to say educate because my, my wife is very educated but um i tried to give her my viewpoint right. on mm -hmm. war right as far as um propaganda has been a, a a part of war since the beginning of time if you can sway the people's mind mm -hmm. then you can do the most uh, atrocious things mm -hmm. And if you've had, if you have their mind, 
they won't look at it the same way. So there's a PR campaign being um, conducted from Russia, mm-hmm. from the mm-hmm. U.S., and from Ukraine. Right, right, right. So any information that you get, right. you have to take, take it with a grain of salt. salt. Right. Yeah, I tell my wife that I look at CNN and Fox News just to get both and take out all the nonsense right. and just look for the facts. Yeah. Fact, this happened. What about the way you're hearing that they're treating African? I've heard both sides of the okay. the equation. So I've heard that um, they are giving preferential treatment mm-hmm. to. Um, natives of Ukraine, mm-hmm. natives of Ukraine, mm-hmm. you fill in how you want to fill it in there. But I heard that they're giving preferential treatment to people of of Ukraine and the surrounding areas before Africans and people of color. Mm-hmm. Now, here's where I will um, give a, a small short take is that most men are not leaving Ukraine. They right. can't. They have to stay and fight. So <clears throat> what you're telling me is, is that you're giving preferential treatment to women and children of one country as opposed to women and children of mm-hmm. another country. That's wrong in any language, mm-hmm. form, or, or, or fashion. Right. So if that's what they're saying, if that is if that is true, then they're just as bad. And, and I don't want to get into the politics of this because mm-hmm. Ukraine has its blemishes mm-hmm. as a country, just like the U.S. has its blemishes. But... I don't. I don't want to get into the the political nature of this because people are dying, and so I don't want to, um, you know, split semantics over right, right. when people are dying. But what I will say is, keep your eyes and your ears open because the information is out mm-hmm. there. Yeah. If you take a step back and listen to some of this information, we are about to shell out over a trillion dollars, and I mm-hmm. believe a large portion of that is going to the Ukraine people. I understand this. My heart goes out to them. Um, there are people dying. But when black Americans ask for reparations for all of the heinous acts that were done to them and to hold them back, which were which was promised to us by the US government, we don't have money for that. We would bankrupt the country if we gave that money. So um, we can give billions and billions to the Ukraine front. And once again, those people need it, but that is not a U.S. problem. That is a world problem. Mm-hmm. So, as a as a whole of the human race, we should all pitch in to make sure these people have the humanitarian needs that they have to try to bring a resolution to this, mm-hmm. and to make sure that they can, as best they can, return to a life of normalcy. Right. I am firmly with that. But in the same action, we have been told mm-hmm. that. We've already given y'all affirmative action and and things of that nature. Um, So we've done enough for you guys. And on top of that, we can't give everybody, you know, the old thing, the old term of 40 acres and and a mule, which was promised to us. But we can give every um, descendant of an African uh, person X amount of dollars because that will be in the billions and it will bankrupt the country. Well, you can't say that now because we're, continuously giving money to the Ukraine effort. We just um, took a bill to the to Congress um, to give them, you know, one and a half billion. Or two. I, I, don't let me, don't, don't, don't quote me on the, the amount, but I know it was a, it, it was in the billions. I would say that much. Mm-hmm. Um, not to mention what we gave them when this first started 
And then once again, not to um, say what we're going to give them after this is all over to help them kind of return to normal. Mm -hmm. um, so, like I said, we're, we are giving a ridiculous amount of money, um, and I understand why. But then at the same, uh, I guess in the same thought process, I think when we ask for this to make us whole, to bring us to the point where we feel we need to be in America, they would say that's preposterous, we destroy the nation, and so on and so on. So once again, I'm not telling you to think a certain way. I'm telling you to take back, to take a step back and look at the situation as a whole and ask questions because I'm one that always asks questions. So ask questions when you see very inquisitive. When you see <laughs> things like this about the money we're able to come up with and mm -hmm. how they view people that are suffering over there. Um, it's very interesting if you take a step back. Uh, but on that note, I was going to say um, what I always say at the end of the podcast, um, you know, help out who you can, yes. when you can, because we're all in this together at the end of the day. Um, and two, it's still crazy out here. Watch your six. Believe mm -hmm. me. Uh, other than that, we'll see you guys next Wednesday. Um, everybody be cool. Peace out. Be safe. And we'll holler at y'all. Bye. Bye.